How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. Happy Friday, everyone. It's 5.30 p.m. here at the NASDAQ. So you know what that means. It's time for Options Action. Here's what we've got on deck. Yes, spring is just around the corner. It's supposed to be in the 50s in the New York area this week, and Carter Worth thinks the seeds of prosperity are planted in this name. Plus, things are getting a little hairy in Virgin Galactic Options. Mike Coe draws in his experience to help you stay safe in this space. And then, just shake your options. Tony Zhang is a video conference call you need to be on. It's time to risk less and make more. Options Action starts now. Welcome to Options Action. I'm Courtney Reagan in this evening for Melissa Lee. With me tonight on the desk, we have Carter Worth and Tony Zhang. And Mike Coe joins us from the powdery slopes of Utah. Just like the markets, he's been going downhill all day. Lucky guy out there. We kick things off, though, with the rate route. Coronavirus fears really starting to take a huge toll on treasuries as investors flood into the bond market for safety. Check out the 30-year yield hitting its lowest level ever today. Well, the 10-year is back below 1.5%. And don't look now, but that pesky yield curve, it's threatening to invert once again. But if you're looking to turn these low rates into high spirits, the chart master does have a way to get it done. So, Carter, head on over to the plasma. Explain to us how we can do this. You bet. So anything that is obviously rate sensitive or inversely correlated has an opportunity to continue to do well if and as rates continue to plunge. And my camp is much lower rates, much higher gold and et cetera and so forth. So whether it's utilities or in this case, home builders or in home building related stock, we're going to talk about lows. Here is the year to date performance of lows versus the ITB. And obviously you can see here there's quite a spread. You're talking about lows being up six and uh, home builders up almost double. Let's pull it back for 12 months, a one year chart. Again, we have a circumstance, and while it's not a home construction stock, there's a lot of correlation between Home Depot lows and some of the other big um, related names, up 20 versus 40. And so I think that's the opportunity. Let's look at the chart itself of lows and just put it all together. We know we have something of a double bottom, and we know we have what you would essentially call a breakout. But let's zero in on this period here. Let's draw the lines this way. What it is is that we've really moved into this wedge, and we are just starting to come out of this formation. Pull it back a little further. Watch the five-year. And then what we have is the same thing. You have this wedge, and often we know how extended stocks can get. A lot of stocks have blow-off tops. That's the kind of thing that can be setting up here. Same chart, one more. Look at this time frame. There is the challenge at a minimum just to make it to the top of the channel, which would give us the sequence that has been in effect for oh so long. So making the bet that Lowe's, which has earnings coming up, will be up and out in response to its report. It absolutely does have earnings coming up this uh, coming week here, along with Home Depot. Carter, thanks so much. Come on back over to the desk. I'm going to send it out to Mike. Mike, what's the trade here if you're looking at Lowe's? Yeah, so I think Lowe's is an interesting situation. First of all, from a valuation perspective, even as we have the market, of course, came back a little bit today, but still trading very close to all-time highs. Lowe's, too, trading very close to all-time highs in terms of price action, but not necessarily on earnings. It's trading about 18.6 times forward earnings. That's really not very expensive in the current context. So I like the stock. You know, When we look at names 
like this, whether it's Home Depot or Lowe's, oftentimes people prefer Home Depot because they have a basically a higher percentage of contractor business. About 40% of it comes from that, where this is more individuals. They have higher sales per square foot at Home Depot. But the thing that you would take a look at, take a look at the spread between the two in terms of valuation, and that's right about where it is on average. So if you like this space, I think I'm going to go along with Carter's technical view. Now, something else you need to pay attention to is the price of options, of course. The longer-dated options are actually relatively cheap as we go out to June and so forth, but the shorter-dated ones are very expensive. It's implying about a 6.2% move, much higher than usual. So what I would do is go out, buy the June 125 calls. Those cost about $7.75. Sell the 132s against it for $1.35. Selling that higher implied volatility in the near end, that basically also represents 5.6% to the upside. That is the average move that this stock has seen on its earnings reports. Got it. Mike, Tony, what do you make of that trade? So Mike's trade takes advantage of options here by selling that short-dated February call option. He's selling about the 25 Delta call, collecting almost one-fifth of the value of buying that June option. I really like the fact that he's going out to June because the longer story here is housing. Housing is extremely strong. Housing numbers, housing starts, building permits. These are all at decade highs, while if you look at mortgage rates and mortgage delinquencies, they're at all-time lows. So this is all constructive of a higher move in home builders. I'm long home builders myself. I will say out of the two between Lowe's and Home Depot that report on the same day, my preference is Home Depot just because it's stronger from a relative strength perspective. Right. Well, what's interesting is one is always the laggard, Lowe's, and Home Depot is always the favorite. But if you look at positioning in the hedge fund community, this is actually one to make the better bet on. It's more aggressive going into its number because it didn't have an earnings gap and drop, whereas um, Home Depot had a bad setback two quarters ago. It's not happened here. Yeah, it's been interesting with Home Depot. They've been trying to work through some sort of fundamental restructuring of the business, and they're saying it's taking longer to see those dividends, but investors have been more patient with it. But Lowe's kind of the underlog, right? So we could see see a breakout. Mike, I want to make sure to give you the final word on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think that's basically the gist of it. You know, we're, we're playing the laggard for a reason. I mean, this is basically looking for an upside move out of a catalyst. We're going to get that next week. And actually, you really have two catalysts because the Home Depot earnings and the Lowe's earnings both could propel the stock higher. Got it. Thank you very much, Mike. Well, from the home builders to one of the recent hot tech IPOs, Zoom Video, hitting a snag in today's sell-off. But overall, it's been zooming higher. The stock is up about 50% this year and is up nearly 12% in just the last week. And if you think this high-flying name can fly even higher, Tony Zhang has a way to play it. What are you thinking on this one, Tony? So I want to turn our attention here to Zoom because I actually think this is one of the stocks that's fairly misunderstood by investors. If we look at the chart, the stock has ran from about $60 all the way up to about 105 right after the IPO and pulled back right back to that $60 level, consolidated for quite some time between 60 and 75 and just three weeks ago started to break out and re, uh, we're back at that 105 level. It's pulled back a little bit and that's the opportunity that I see to get long with earnings as the catalyst that we need to get this above to its new 52-week high. If we look at the earnings themselves. The analysts are currently expecting about $0.07 on earnings and about 176 on revenues. I actually think if we look at analyst revisions lately, they could blow this out of the water from this, from this perspective. But if we look at options, they're really expensive. The options are currently implying about a 16% move here on earnings, which is ex- uh, significantly higher than the 12% we've seen over the last three quarters. But this stock can move. So by looking
looking at options. I'm taking a different approach, similar to what Mike did, is looking at a call calendar here, or diagonal rather, for trading Zoom. I'm looking to trade the March, uh, the February 28th, March 105-107 call diagonal, where I'm buying the March 105 calls for about $8, and I'm selling the February 28th, 107 calls for about $2.15. Net-net, I'm paying $5.85, and I'm purposely selling the February 28th calls that expire before the earnings, hoping that these will roll off and I'm able to potentially sell another call uh, the week after this rolls off, perhaps turning this into a vertical uh, going into earnings. This is a creative trade. Mike, what do you take on this one? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing a lot of these types of trade structures because the things that we're seeing in one stock actually apply to more than one at this point, and that is that higher short-dated implied volatility like what we're seeing in Zoom and we are seeing in Lowe's at the moment. I like Zoom. I like the product. I use the product. In fact, it's our principal way to uh, communicate in our business. So I, I like his trade setup, and it certainly is what was, you should be doing when you see volatility shaped this way. I think a lot of people are using this product. I understand with the coronavirus fears, instead of meeting in person, they're using Zoom video. I don't know. Maybe that's a Not reason a to look idea. into this. What's amazing about it is how precise the levels are, right? I mean, you, you talked about the IPO. That was April 23rd, 2019. 60 bucks. It gets to the 105. Touches back down literally to the penny, to the $60 level, holds, and now is right back at the high. I mean, that's what goalposts look like. So you have well-defined lows, well-defined tops. Breakouts, it happens all the time, need a well-defined level. You have that level, and the breakout, if and as that's what's going to be big. I'm going to give you the final word, Tony, on your trade here. So like you said, this is a technology that I use almost every single day. Mike and I have been using this for years. And it seems like every single boardroom I walk into now use their software, their hardware. It's, it's capturing the future of how we work. It's a real product, unlike maybe some of these other recent IPOs. We're really wondering what the value is there. You feel the value. Mike feels the value. People that are afraid to shake hands and get together right now in certain areas of the world feel the value of this one, too. Well, for everything Options Action, make sure to check out our website, optionsaction.cnbc.com. While you're there, go ahead and sign up for our newsletter. Also, here's what's coming up next. Shares of Virgin Galactic taking flight this week. But if you're wondering how to play the stock's meteoric run into earnings next week, our Mike Coe has a way to make money if it goes up, down, or nowhere at all. Calling all Options Action fans. Reach into your pocket, grab your phone, and tweet us your question at Options Action. If it's nice, we'll answer it on air when Options Action returns. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Go to cnbcmakeit.com slash courses to register now and learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course where experts share their secrets for a dynamic resume, coming across with confidence, what to wear, and more. For a limited time, save 50% with our introductory offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. Welcome back to Options Action. Well, Virgin Galactic's meteoric run pulling off a bit today, but the stock's still up nearly 18% this week as investors make pretty big bets on the race to space. The options market behaving no differently around this name. If you're just not sure how to play the soaring stock into next week's earnings, though, fear not, because Mike Coe, he's got some out-of-this-world ideas. Mike, take it away. This is a really a new frontier, and I don't mean to be punny about it, but it, it truly is. So walk us through this one. There may be no stock that's more deserving of these types of puns than this one. I mean, we've seen astronomical trading volumes 
astronomical trading volatility. Actually, to put that in perspective, this is a stock that fell 20% from its peak earlier this week in 30 hours down to where it closed today. So obviously some very high volatility. You know, this is a situation where the options obviously are also very high, but the idea here is we want to buy lower volatility. I can't say it's going to be low because none of it's low, and sell higher volatility. This is very akin to the types of structures we were talking about earlier. And the idea here is try to figure out ways that you can play bullish bets, bearish bets, or even neutral bets. Now, I'm going to be referring to my sheet here because when I was looking at the stock earlier, it was trading $35 and it moved sharply off of that. But I was taking a look. If you wanted to make a bullish bet, you could use an April-March diagonal, specifically the 35-39. That is a trade when you buy the 35 Aprils, sell the March 39s, it's going to profit as earnings comes as long as the stock stays around here or if it goes higher, any level higher. And then, contrarily, if you wanted to make a bearish bet, you could buy the April 35 puts and then sell the March 28 puts. So it's basically the same idea. We're trying to buy lower volatility in April, sell the higher volatility in March. This trade also would make money if the stock basically sits still or if it goes anywhere lower. And if you want to make money basically if the stock stays still, which it's unlikely to do, you could put both of these trades on. Now, some people who watch may be familiar with doing things like selling straddles. I would not recommend that in a stock like this because we have no idea. Right now, the April straddle is suggesting that the stock could move almost $18 between now and April expiration. That's a 50% move higher or lower. Carter, what do you make of this trade? I mean, Mike pointed out some pretty interesting moves in a, in a sure. chart I mean, like this. These things are rare, right, when you have things that can go up four and five-fold uh, quickly. But when they're new, and this is relatively new, you don't really have price discovery yet. It's one thing to have a mature stock have a blow-off, but this is new. There are people who have yet to contend with it, cope with it, if it might be part of their benchmark, address it, uh, and basically it can go anywhere the imagination will allow. And I think you want to have a few of these at all times. It's what um, speculating is all about. You can't just own utilities or keep it all in Coke. So while you can have your conservative bets, this is the kind of thing that is uh, worth some money on the long side. It is out of this world kind of a bet. And this is one of the few ways maybe that you can truly play a pure space play at this point. Absolutely, because it's the only publicly traded of the three that are in this particular space. And they're unique because they are they are capturing the tourism industry, which SpaceX and Blue Origin is not. And I think Mike's trade is pretty interesting from the perspective of he's selling uh, short-term vol to try to buy long-term upside. I've been actually dabbling in this myself a little bit, and I was using a slightly simpler structure where I'm selling slightly out-of-the-money puts. I'm selling about the March 25 puts, and I'm using it to fund much longer-term uh, leaps. So here, because I'm trying to basically, as you say, speculate and seeing if, uh, you know, if, if Virgin is able to take off, uh, if we look at the Morgan Stanley piece from a few few weeks ago, they're estimating that this market could be worth up to $800 billion in the next decade. So if you believe in that story, you can buy some uh, January 2020 $25 call options. Earlier today, they were trading about 16 bucks. If you sell some short-term puts, use them to fund buying these long-term leaps, maybe one day the stock is worth a lot and you can buy it for 25 bucks with these leaps. So many good phrasings in here. One day, take off, astronomical. You can just play this all sorts of ways. Mike, what do you make of the conversation? What do you want to jump back in with? Yeah, I mean, that's. I think Tony hit on one critical thing. This is really speculative stock, speculative options. You know, obviously, we're trying to find ways to risk less to make the types of directional bets that you might be inclined to make here. But, you know, this is one of those situations where it's the deep end of the pool as far as <laughs> stock and options trading is concerned.
I like that one. Thank you very much. Well, still ahead, Mike is going to build on this Virgin Galactic lesson. He's got a follow-up, another moonshot play, Tesla. We're going to break down that action. Plus, a delicious Domino's trade. We'll tell you why this week's pizza pop was great news for one of our traders. We're live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. Much more options action right after this. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Go to cnbcmakeit.com slash courses to register now and learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course where experts share their secrets for a dynamic resume, coming across with confidence, what to wear, and more. For a limited time, save 50% with our introductory offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses. Welcome back to Options Action. It's time to take a look back at a couple of our open trades. Last week, Tony Zhang said it was time to bite into Domino's ahead of earnings. This stock had a pretty strong Q4 performance rallying from 220 all the way up to 300 at the end of last year and spent the last couple of months consolidating, which is healthy after such a long rally. And just earlier this week, it broke out above the 20-day moving average, which is, for me, a signal that this bullish upturn is about to continue. I'm going out to March and I'm buying the 290 call options for about $10.50. This, this has a break even of just above 300. So after that, Domino's had its best day ever on those strong results that it ended up posting. So Tony, what do you do now? Um, so this knocked it out of the park. It exceeded my own expectations on this particular trade. This was designed to be a short-term earnings play. So earlier today, I think this trade was up about 600 to 615% Yikes. return That's on your awesome. money if you got filled on the Monday morning open. So I would take my profits and run. Yeah, you don't think it's going to go too much higher after this? I don't think so. Carter, what do you think? So there's something called a measured move in charting, right? The range that's identified, a two-year range, 220 to 300. That's an 80-point range. The breakout went to exactly 380. It's accomplished its objective, the textbook breakout. You take all your money and you walk away. Nice trade. I hope some folks out there followed your lead on that one. Well, moving on, Mike Coe said that the tide might be starting to turn for the cruise lines. The stock is down close to 12% since its December highs, essentially when the coronavirus outbreak was first announced. But I think I want to point out the stock is trading at less than 10 times earnings. And these things, as grim as they appear, don't last forever. Implied volatility, the price of options, unsurprisingly, has been spiking. We have earnings. That's one reason. And we have the coronavirus. That's certainly another. I was just looking out to March, the 55, 57 and a half, two and a half dollar call spread. You could spend just 65 cents to buy that. Unfortunately, coronavirus is still taking a big toll on names like Norwegian, which is down about 10 percent since that trade. But, Mike, there's still time left on this one. So what can you do now or what should you do now? Has your thesis changed at all? Uh, well, I, I think we got the information we were waiting for. You know, one of the reasons we used a call spread, we were looking to spend about 65 cents per share rather than going out and spending $50 or so, basically because we understood that there was this risk. This was a way to mitigate the risk and still make a bullish bet. I think we've pretty much lost that 65 cents in premium, though. I think both the news on coronavirus and also what we had out of earnings, not looking very positive here. Tony, what do you think about a name like Norwegian right now? Um, based on the price action now, given what we know now, I'm not a big fan. Um, that's my take. 
Yeah, Carter, anything Agreed. interesting in the charts? Just Pretty straightforward. Bad. Stay away. Yeah. Yep. yeah, this is a tough one. But, Mike, you also have an update for us on this Tesla trade you laid out earlier this month and kind of can't get enough of Tesla for any of us right now. The stock, of course, has been really yes. red hot. So what do you do now? I mean, is, it, is, it, is there only one direction here? So, you know, we put, we put on a counter spread. What we did was we sold a near-dated vertical and then bought a longer-dated one. Today, the near-dated one expired. We actually tweeted that, you know, people could take a look at selling an upside call spread out to March, basically, to continue to fund the purchase of that longer-dated June call spread. That's what I'm going to be looking to do, I think, on Monday. Right now, that call spread that we own, the June 800-850, is obviously well in the money with the stock closing close to 900. What's interesting to me is the price action. The stock closed basically up on the day with the market much lower. We had real money sellers in the last quarter with the Saudi sovereign wealth fund selling. It's hard for me to figure out what's going to stop this thing right now. And, you know, I'd actually like to hear uh, Carter's point of view on that. Well, you have the February 4th sort of blow off, if you will, and it's been giving back, trying to get back about, I think that high stands for quite some time. I mean, it's not going to be months, um, uh, but many, many weeks say three months before, if at all, it could make it above that. But my hunch is you're better seller than buyer here. Tony, it feels like options could be a good way to get into a name like Tesla if you can't bear that $900 stock price. What do you think of, of this trade or just the action in general around it? Um, so around the action, one of the things that we look at with stocks that go parabolic, parabolic like this is actually we look at the volatility of volatility. We look at how, how quickly are things moving. And that thing, and that's and the peak just at, at the February 4th, as you said. So that's where I think that 930 is going to be a top here in Tesla. As far as the trade goes, you know, I was looking at this earlier, trying to see if I can find a better trade. But I honestly think selling that 900, 950 call spread that Mike laid out for March is the right way to go. All right. We're going to follow this one closely. You know we are from every angle, equity options, you name it. we got to keep getting more information on Tesla. Well, up next, your tweets and the final call. Welcome back to Options Action. We have time to take just one of your tweets. Randy asks, is Gilead still a good options play, or is the real money done here? Carter, what do you make of this one? So here's the thing. If a stock today is the same price it was a week ago and a month ago and six months ago and a year ago, meaning it's made no progress, the, it hasn't done well, the big money's yet to be made. This stock acts well, price volume correlation is very bullish. I think you've got a big breakout here, 75, quickly. Okay, it is now time for our final call. I'm going to go to Mike so we can hit the slopes again. Yeah, actually, when short-term ball is very high, longer-term is lower, what you want to do is use diagonal spreads. All right, Carter. Lows uh, into earnings. I like it for a nice move higher. And Tony, you're going to end us here. Zoom is going to keep zooming higher on earnings. I'm using a call diagonal. Got it, gentlemen. Thank you. That does it for us here on Options Action. We'll be back next Friday at 5.30 p.m. Don't go anywhere. Mad Money starts here. How do you land your dream job? It starts by acing the interview. Learn exactly what hiring managers are looking for with CNBC Make It's new career-boosting online course. Get the limited-time offer. Register now at cnbcmakeit.com slash courses.